Welcome back, family, to another episode of Lance Curve. I don't know about anywhere else, but here in West Africa, it is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful morning. And I have to say that I'm thankful for being able to wake up. I'm thankful to my creator for giving me the health today so far that I have in the presence of mind to be able to utilize this energy in a righteous way, a productive way, in a way that reflects my true intentions of who I am from within. Now, it's all over the internet that fellow YouTuber Hassan Campbell basically had somewhat of a meltdown, which I am not a healthcare or mental health professional to be able to assess someone's total condition. I'm not. I would begin to get up here and say that, but it was obvious that he was very upset. And all I could say that in the very beginning, when I first learned of this brother, I was very impressed with the content that he had. He spoke about things that affect us as a people. He broke things down brilliantly. And I became a fan of his. Yes, you can be a YouTuber who has a sizable platform and still be a fan of someone else without having to plagiarize their content or emulate their content. So for me, it was always refreshing to see his new uploads and things he would comment on. And I began to do it not every day because I have my own platform to run and I had my life to live. When I first learned of him, I was living in the United States. So eventually as time went on and I would check on him and the content, to me, it somewhat moved away from where he began. And of course, when you create content online and in doing so becomes a part of your everyday life, which it has become a part of my everyday life, but it's a very minuscule part of my everyday life. When I saw that he began to evolve in a direction that didn't have the same flavor to me that it did, I started coming around less and less, and I will explain that. But I'll compare it to this. It's like having a favorite restaurant that has food that just strikes your fancy and your palate, your taste buds so well that when you are going to this restaurant, 
you can't get there fast enough. And when you get there, you don't even have to make your order because everybody knows pretty much what you're coming there to consume. There will be times when you find yourself on your way to this restaurant and you turn the corner and realize that they're closed for the day because of some unforeseen reason and your heart drops and all of your other options seem to pale in comparison to you eating at that restaurant. I'm not a person who will not give props where props are due. I love this brother's content in the very beginning. But after a while, it began to take that turn. The restaurant began to change the recipes, not just offering the original and adding on to the menu, but changing the very things that I enjoyed. So Brother Hassan Campbell, in my mind, from my perspective, it went from speaking about the overall things that are, affect our people and he started to go in the direction of having conflict with others. And I thought it might be a passing fancy. But he completely abandoned what he originally focused on, the things that we can learn from, the things that we can be made aware of as we go about our lives on a daily basis because between taking care of family, between going to work, fixing the car, cutting the lawn, going to the doctor, feeding your kids every single day. If you have a dog or a cat, they got to be taken care of too. You got to wash your clothes. Oftentimes we don't get the sleep that we need. So we appreciate these brothers who do the research and are almost like guards, sentinels who are on top of the mountains that in war, if we're on the same side, they look out in the middle of the night while we sleep and we do the same for them when they sleep. Now, we're not sleeping, those of us who are always seeking awareness and perspectives outside of what we may know to be introduced to things that we need to know, but we appreciate the brothers and sisters who focus on this. So after about a month and a half of peeking in on the content and realizing that it had degraded in my mind, and this is no put down to him, and I kind of understand it, but I don't agree with it, and I'll explain why. And then I'll pull it back to the overall situation of social media. But because this is something that's hot, I'm not chasing a story because it's hot. I'm not trying to capitalize on the brother's possible mental breakdown. Again, I have to say I'm not a mental professional, so I can't speak on that. But it appears to be that there's a wearing down of the mental faculties that he possesses. And he is a very, very smart brother at that. But we all can go and be under distress in our lives. 
So when I realized that he had problems with other rappers, other internet personalities, this latest manifestation of his, what I feel is a downward trajectory, was he found himself up in the Bronx. The exact neighborhood, I couldn't tell you, although I know it. <laughs> I'm a New Yorker. I know all neighborhoods in New York City, no matter what the borough. But he found himself, I heard it was around 11 p.m. in the morning, maybe earlier. He had his tripod, I guess, or some way of affixing his phone or camera to go live. He went live. He seemed to have a problem with the recent P. Diddy Cassie settlement of the lawsuit that she brought on to P. Diddy for abusive uh, treatment, physical abuse, which, of course, there is automatically emotional and mental abuse when you abuse somebody physically. I don't know how much it was. I heard a number tossed around, but I won't push that because I'm not sure. But it was a large sum of money within a day, within one day. So I said on my other video, something in there had to be true. If she was going to write a tell-all book and threaten to do so, he came up off of that money real quick. So for those who don't know the history of Hassan Campbell, he burst onto the scene many years ago speaking out on the sexual abuse of himself by hip-hop's well-known, one of the originals, Africa Bombado, who was part of making the song Planet Rock that I loved years ago. As a matter of fact, in many of my bodybuilding routines, I, I choreographed the routine to that, to the beat. I popped electric dancing, but just something that flowed, and that will forever be my song. Do I condone the alleged activity of Africa Bambada to Hassan Campbell? No. We have to learn to separate the artist from the artistry and creations. We have to, unless you automatically just refuse to like an R. Kelly song. <laughs> it's just not going to happen, right? We can bring up what it was said that he did and say, oh, we don't condone it. But the bottom line is we still love those songs. Finally inspired through a flawed vessel. And we have to understand not to take up for Africa Bambata or any person who is of the creative mold that we can't separate it. Most of us can't. Oh, I can't stand him because he did this and did that. But that's wrong. Because what I find is that most creative types, all of them in some way, somehow, are flawed. They may have something secretly hidden that when comes, it comes out, it's something disgusting. Not all, but we all are flawed when we are creative types. I get down with the pen and the pencil. I draw a little bit. I consider myself an artist or an illustrator. And I'll tell you that I have many flaws that I constantly work on. But I guard them with my life so it doesn't spill over 
into the lives of others. And sometimes you have to let the dogs out to keep your peace of mind, keep your privacy, and rid your atmosphere of chaos and confusion. Now, that was a bit much. To go out there under the guise out in the street to rant publicly in the projects in what they would call the hood. I hate it kills me to say that because I'm not putting anybody down, but it is what it is. And rant on Cassie and P. Diddy and say that you are concerned about the children, and I'm not using his language, but he was concerned about the children in that neighborhood and in the projects who were being abused the way he was, the way he alleges Africa Bambata to have done to him as, I believe, a 12-year-old. But I heard that even after that abuse, there were photos that were found of him hugging Africa Bambata and stating that he loves this man so much. So I'm a bit confused because many who are abused can be the victim also of Stockholm Syndrome. So I don't know, but I know something did happen. So now he's concerned of the children. It seems to me as though he was ticked off he was ticked off at the fact that Cassie got a large sum of money, and maybe he didn't. Was it envy? Maybe not. But it's almost like you being in a car accident in a minivan, and you walk away from the situation, and you find out that everybody else in that minivan got 5.5. I'm just making that number up. Cassie's, they say, was $30 million. I'm not sure. Research it. That's not the point. I'm not researching every celebrity or gossip fact. When I speak on things, I speak on the situation. I'm not a news reporter. I'm just that guy on the bus stop or the Walmart checkout line chit-chatting with you for a few moments. But it seemed that that ticked him off like that passenger who didn't get their $5.5 million. What are you talking about? They got $5.5 million and I was in the same accident and didn't get a dime? So P. Diddy coughed up this large sum of money and Cassie got it. African Bombada, who I don't believe has that kind of money, didn't give Hassan Campbell anything for what he said that he had to endure. Interesting. But then he frames it as him ranting because he was concerned over the well-being of the children. Hmm. I have to say, although he was emotional, he has a track record for, in my opinion, overreacting and being emotional on his other shows over the years where he has beefs with people, I will say, and this is not derogatory, this is my assessment, and my assessment alone, many others have said this, but before these days have surfaced, 
I was beginning to think that he was somewhat of an attention whore, overstating and amplifying the so-called conflicts that he has with other personalities, other rappers, other celebrities. And this became a daily thing. And he's very successful at what he does. And for those who follow him, I'm not going to put them down. But many of us out here love to observe conflict in the making. Many of us out here love to see the chaos, love to hear the confusion, and love to see it unfold, especially when it becomes a thing where you see a YouTuber who, or any social media personality who has gotten to a certain level of notoriety and a certain level where their name is out there pretty much all over the world. It reflects on how many of us are also mentally sick. It reflects on how many of us also are just as bad as the people we follow. And if you have a continued interest in following that individual as they descend into a life of chaos and confusion, well, you're the same way too. And so I like to do things in order the way I'm doing it now on my platform. It may not be the most exciting. It may not be the loose use of profanity every other word or every third word. Because really and truly, that has always irked me. And now, after cleaning up and attempting to improve, this is what it's going to be. Information that's edifying, different perspectives that are thought-provoking, and those who come on, come on with something to offer, not just a latest manifestation to appear as though they are knowledgeable, but they're just as dumb as a bag of rocks. No, I cannot tolerate that. And I see many reaching for that. And really, how long can you roll with it? So when you look for attention on social media, you will get it, especially with the chaos. And it has become the favorite cash cow of many. But I have to say this, like I heard on another platform not too long ago, that it is extremely tough. You can get to a certain point with a certain base amount of followers, but it is extremely tough to sit here and make thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars, no matter what people tell you. But then there are secondary ways of doing so, depending on your skill set. But if you think people are going to waste their time who are into elevating and ascending to watch one of the many countless hundreds of thousands of platforms that are all about regurgitating drama, cursing the same words. Is there a new way to curse? <laughs> How can you make me or make my day better? How can you motivate me? How can you teach me something? Brother, if you say that you're concerned about the children, why are you out there cussing and threatening people who are there that may have threw a bottle at you? Listen, they threw a bottle at you because, look, this is the hood. You out there cussing and damning in the morning time? 
you know some youngster, I don't think it was a 60-year-old man, but some youngster, maybe somebody, a teenager, said, who is this old fool out here screaming and acting like he's so tough? Yeah, they're going to throw the bottle at you. I don't think if he was out there peaceably that that would have happened, and still it might may have happened. But you go in the epicenter of where stuff can happen and rant because you're concerned for the children and the language and the way you're going on is nothing that I'd want any of my children, which they're all grown now, to absorb. If you are truly, truly about the children, why don't you form an organization? Even if you're concerned about the children worldwide, but you're especially concerned about the children in that particular area, in areas like this, where you grew up. Why don't you put a petition out to get people interested that if they sign, that they can join this group in that particular neighborhood and you can have sister organizations across the country, St. Louis, Chicago, Detroit, Miami, Houston, Dallas, Compton, wherever it may be, Wisconsin, wherever, Philadelphia, Washington, the list goes on. And you can start something good to raise awareness and you can use your YouTube channel or make another YouTube channel for that sake and bring awareness by bringing other specialists and bringing other guests in and forming a network to alert parents as to what the signs may be of when your child is abused or how to even stop them from being abused in the first place. But going out to the hood and challenging people who threw a bottle at you, cussing at them and daring them to come down, you don't know the desperation that people are going through. You don't know how close to the edge they are before even they have a meltdown and a real meltdown. Well, many people thought it was fake, but he eventually got shot. I thought it was an attention grab. I stayed tuned to the story. Well, we see footage of him in the hospital with some family member, and he holds up a Ziploc bag, but a medical version, and it has a fragmented bullet in it. Let me ask you something. Is that worth your life? Evidently, it didn't hit you in a vital area. So I'm assuming it was in the limbs, the legs, the arms, shoulder. It didn't go straight through your heart. It didn't go straight through your lung. It didn't hit you between the eyes and go through your brain. What happens or what would have happened if you were deleted from this earth? Was the Internet attention for what you say was a reason to care for the kids, was it worth it? And how effective would that be to put yourself in a position to take yourself out of here? How effective would it be in your work? You see, it should be where you get to a certain point in, point in life. I heard, and I hate to say that term because usually it's gossip that follows behind it. Hey, girl, did you hear? I heard. <laughs> There's a lot of that out there. I choose not to partake in it. But imagine if you were taken out. Imagine if you weren't here. Right? But I heard several things. 
I knew he wasn't 20 years old, 25 years old. I could tell by his overall look. Well, I found out he's 48. Maybe I'm wrong. But across several platforms, that's what they say. 48, you can still say you're in your 40s. You're right up on 50. You're so close to 50 that you slip over into the world of the 50s. I left 50s last year when I turned 60. But there's 12 years difference between us, brother. And you should already be at the point where you have enough sense to preserve yourself to be more effective in your righteous aggressions. Not the online beefs, but the righteous aggressions. And I'm not speaking just to Brother Hassan Campbell. I'm speaking to all who go that route. Where really are you leading your people? I can't blame you for the decadent appetite of most of us as black people because, sadly, most of us like drama. Very few of us would sit down quietly in our living room while we hear of a fight in the street. We run to the Venetian blinds and peek out. If there's a family member close by in the house, girl, come on, watch it. Who who ripped her bra off? Her titties are out. And we just salivate at the breakdown of others. And if truth be told, when you see one of your own ascending, doing the damn thing, not just talk, many of us fight so hard to taint the lives of those who are ascending and to also bring them down. So it's not just Hassan Campbell. It's other content creators. And it's not just the content creators. Because I say, you can put all the cocaine in front of me that you want. It's going to sit there. You can put all the liquor that you want in front of me. All love to those alcoholics out there who are trying, but that's not my speed. Weed, substances, methamphetamines, fentanyl, mollies, just (laughs) my fingerprints would never be on it. But here's the thing. What came first? The chicken or the egg? The Hassan Campbells of the world? Did they come first? Or was it chaos and confusion in the black community long before that brother was even born? So is is he the fault or he's the reason why we slop up the chaos? But he has to have or bear some responsibility for what has happened. Because if he didn't pick himself up there, action follows thought. Oh, I'm going to go down to, was it Bronx River Parkway, I believe? Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm going to go there this morning. His phone or his camera was fully charged. He went there with the intent, maybe not of getting shot, but the way he was amped up out of his own anger, whether he was pissed off that someone else got money or he used that as a way to make it a dramatic scene. 
because as I've studied him in his descent from the original content that I so admired, it appeared that everything was amped up. Nobody lives amped up 24-7, and if you're on YouTube, always amped up. It's an artificial state of mind. It can't be authentic. It can't be real. So basically, you're telling me or showing me that you want to keep the attention and the hits going. Social media is a hell of a drug. May I say it again? Social media is a hell of a drug. And like I say here in the title, social media, a degraded public mental institution. You see, we all have voids. We all have things that we have to deal with. We were not created complete. Physically, yes, for those who, of us who don't have um, unfortunate disabilities. But there are things that we have to do in our personal lives to bring ourselves with all of the stimulation externally and all of the parasitic entities that are around us. We have to fight them off, not get pulled into their chaos while working on ourselves. It's almost like studying for a test. You're in school and you're studying for a test and everybody outside is playing music, banging a basketball, fighting, yelling, screaming. They're not going where you're going. And you have to keep your mind focused on what you're doing because you might be physically around them right now. But you will not be physically around them when you graduate, when you go on to your career, when you go on to live far away from them. And for me, I had to focus on many things, even at this advanced stage of life as far as the six decades that I've lived. Because I knew that if I stayed in chaos, stayed in dysfunction, which I'm so glad that I didn't have any major issues that way, but even the little ones, if I stayed in that place, I knew I'd go nowhere at all. I could have moved across town. I could have moved back up north. I could have moved to the West Coast. I chose to leave the country. And there were aspirations to go to different countries. I did once and saw that it probably wouldn't have been the best. But when I checked this place out that I'm in now, for me, it worked out fine. And I proved that I wasn't just about talk. I did the damn thing. And many people didn't like it. I saw some who were around me. And I got the screenshots from others showing who's who. But what I degrade myself and my platform for those who wanted to bring chaos and dysfunction. No, I'm an assassin. I'm a righteous assassin. You don't spray everybody in their face with roach spray when you have roaches in your house. You go to where they stay, their nest, their places where they walk. When you see them, you get them. You eliminate them. But you don't see a baby in a high chance sprayer in the mouth because your house got roaches. No. I go in 
with surgical precision. Get the job done and move on to the level that I seek to attain. And where I put myself now is where I want to be. To wake up in the woods, in the mountains, see the sun, lay out in the sun, come with the knowledge and wisdom that's afforded to me for my downloads and put out thought-provoking content. Not to go somewhere and rant and rave and cuss and damn. No, that's a mental breakdown. That's exactly what it is. And um, we don't want a mental breakdown. What we want is a mental build-up. You see? So in my deepest thoughts, there are things that in past conversations and, you know, you think about these things on how to navigate the negative entities, and you don't focus on them, but it's very much a possibility. You see? And you have to deal with it. It's like going out into your yard if a bunch of dogs jumped in and left the gift of their feces, (laughs) which you don't have to really, if you have plants, you toss it to the base of the plant. They did you a favor. But you have to understand that a person can heal and heal and heal and can still fall prey to a predator because the trauma is what opens the way for people to be possessed without them knowing. Possession starts out with negative thoughts and feelings about someone. And if the person is not strong-willed, even if they portray being strong-willed, They'll easily act upon these thoughts and impulses. That is all it takes for them to do the bidding of, in quotes, the devil or negative forces we cannot see. If those forces are above, then so below. And it's got bodies that are full of trauma and voids for them to manifest below as well. I've recently encountered a lot of that. And you can only feel sorry for the trauma bonding that happens. You see? But there are no excuses. People are lazy to put in the work. So they continue to remain in their toxicity, which was caused by the traumas, because it's all they know and they're comfortable with. You see what I mean? They're comfortable with that. They monitor you. They use left and right. They target you. And all they want is information to share. All monitoring spirits need information. It's food for them. But if they don't have anything to spread, then how can they do it? So when you look at a Hassan Campbell, with all he said and all the people he's talked about and stepped on their toes, Every time they see him, they're going to be bringing him back drama, even if he doesn't hear it. It's a spiritual energy. You see what I mean? And and people are being exposed now. The light we possess is lightening up the place and making it so bright. All of them are being exposed and are exposing themselves automatically by showing their hand with nowhere to hide. 
If somebody tries to stab you, do you go over them and, and when they weren't able to do it because you locked up their arm and threw them down to the ground, but they were trying to stab you to death, you don't pick up that person and help them with the knife still in their hand and say, oh, little person, you're so full of trauma and jealousy in your mind and in your life that you tried to kill me. Don't worry about it. I'm cool with you if you're cool with me. The enemy will always come back to stab you up again. This time he may do it from a rooftop with a pistol, with a rifle, with a machine gun. Once they show their hand, it's a wrap. Once that man punches you in the face as a woman for something you didn't do, even if you did do something, a man's not supposed to punch a woman anywhere. Unless that's what you like in the middle of the night, in the bedroom, a little rough stuff. Not that rough, though. Right? That's a wrap. If he can get to that point of punching you in the face, then you need to pack your stuff up and go. I understand people cannot sometimes do that because of the financial. This is why predators always make sure to want to cover that. Because if he's in your place and he's in your house, whether it's an apartment or a house, a shelter or an alleyway or under a tree, you have the right to get rid of that energy. And when it is your house, whether it's a house or a mansion or a shack or a YouTube platform, you have the right to clean up all of those who perpetrate chaos, acting as though you can't see them. Clean up your life. Look within. But don't let social media take you out because of how it's so intoxicating because of the attention that you get. There's so many people, they get attention on social media where before they never got it. And to have that audience, to click a button and go live, oh, it's, it's, it's so much of a high. But is it real? People watching. You look over in the upper left-hand corner, wherever it is, on what particular social media platform you're on, and you see five people watching, and you see 50 people watching. Oh, my God, there's a 1,000 people watching. And then after it goes up as a video, there's even more. Oh, there's comments. Oh, wow, there's comments. There's comments that are favorable, and there's comments that are negative by faceless individuals and false pages and, and, and platforms, and you argue with them, and you make another one to go back in, and time is going on. And we find ourselves rotting the seeds of greatness inside of us that the Creator has given us to plant on our own personal and individual mission while we're on this earth. Did the Creator, whether you call him the Most High, whether you call him Yeshua, whether you say it's Jesus or God, or whatever you call the one who made this system that we didn't create, we're here for a reason, evidently. Did that person say, I'm creating and filling your name or somebody else's name, so-and-so-and-so-and-so to go through life and eventually get this man-made thing called a YouTube platform to spend their days on it, vibing with people on a negative level, whispering on other platforms to bring other people down. That is the epitome of what I can create. You are an insult to the creator that made you. You're a waste of time. Don't waste your time on this thing. 
I'm on it every day, but it's like I got one little toe in the water and the rest of me is on the sand. And I try to use it to make people think. That's all. I like to talk also. And sometimes I can talk someone's ears off. So when you know that you're in the mood to hear a whole scurve, talk your ears off, whether you can't go to sleep, whether you have a bored moment or you're on public transportation on your commute, feel free to come on in. But my goal here, after all of these last almost 23 years, has not been for attention. When I started, I was an artist, and there's a little tiny picture of me, and I just put out pictures when they were finished. If it took three weeks, if it took two weeks, it wasn't every day. But we know this evolution that I've been through. I've explained it enough. But it's funny because I have something I want to share. I don't know if you can see it so clear on the screen, but I'm going to show this right now. And this is not going to last on forever because there will be several other shows today on different topics and different things that I'm doing, and I have to enjoy some of this nature. Because what I'm hearing is that, and I know it's November, right? Different parts of the world is getting cold. December seems like it's getting warmer over here, and I'm going to enjoy it. No, I wasn't trying to have a nan and a nan nan moment. It is what it is. Here it is. How heavy use of social media is linked to mental illness. Now, it's a graph that is can't amplify it that much more, but it is a graph that shows through the use of color, it's color-coded in a way, maybe you can't see it. I'll explain what it is. Let me go to the other screen. I'll check back to see if the sound cuts off because that happens sometime. I wonder why, <laughs> but it happens sometime. Now, here we go. Let me look at this and make sure it's lined up on the screen. Okay, good. We're good. All right. Negative and positive. The negative parts of social media are the warmer colors. Kind of burgundy, yellowish. The positive sides are below, but the cooler colors, the cooler blues, the grayish blues, the darkish blues. Okay, let's see how it goes. We have... A category. I'm not going to go through every single category. On top of this graph, we have sleep. What is, going by the color, the social media platform chosen by the author because you could have put a whole lot more. They don't even have YouTube here, right? We have Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, and Twitter, which is now X. Because this article was made several years ago, and I know it holds true, and probably some categories are even more amplified in the time that has passed in the last five years because this was created May 18th, 2018. But if they knew this then, imagine now if they would definitely have TikTok up there now, wouldn't they? So the first category is sleep. And from what I can tell, the darkest part of these warm colors, the worst for losing sleep is Facebook. After that, Snapchat. After that, Instagram. And after that, Twitter, a.k.a. X. I'll just say X from now on, but I will say Twitter because people just know it as Twitter. Some people don't even know that Twitter changed over to X. FOMO. What is FOMO? FOMO is fear of missing out. Translation, being damn nosy. Right? 
What's the worst for FOMO, fear of missing out? Snapchat. And it seems to be that Facebook and Instagram are even. Twitter slash X is the last one. Bullying. By the color chart here, it seems like Facebook is the champ. And I'll add on the top. I don't have to go through every single one. Body image. The worst for body image issues is looking at Instagram and seeing all the Photoshop and filtered images and trying to live up to that. Anxiety. Hmm. It's light across the platforms, but it seems as though Instagram edged out Facebook, then Snapchat, then Twitter X. Depression. Instagram and Facebook. But Snapchat and Twitter is a close second behind it. Loneliness. Instagram. Seems to get it. Now, we're moving into the cooler colors. And the positive things about these same social media platforms, because it could be a double-edged sword depending on how you use it. Access to health advice. It seems like Facebook is the most beneficial. Real-world relationships. It seems like Snapchat. Maybe the connection on Snapchat. Snapchat. I'm having a moment here. Next category, awareness of people's health. Seems Facebook is more personal with that. But Instagram is right behind it. Community building. Facebook. I would think so because they have the ability to make rooms and groups to build community. I granted that. We talk bad about Facebook, but Facebook does have some good things. It all depends on who and what the mindset and the heart of the people are running it. It's all about that. All about that. Self-identity. Instagram is the more positive for that. Self-expression. I would say by looking at the chart, it's very close between Instagram and Twitter. Slash X. Snapchat behind that. Facebook behind that, but self-expression, Instagram and Twitter or X, right? So now let's move it on down. There's another graph here that it, it seems to be about unhappy hours, users of moments. Percentage of users who are happy with the amount of time they spend on each app. And let me see. Percentage of users. So we have certain numbers here in daily minutes spent on the app. Instagram, for what I could see, 37%, right? And the graph reads where it's happy and sad. Happy on Instagram is about maybe, isn't this weekly? I would think so. 30 hours on a week or 60. I'm not sure how this graph reads. I'm going to put it on landscurve.com. But Instagram is the top for unhappy hours. Tinder, after that, a dating app, a booty call app, basically. Then Facebook, Reddit, Snapchat, YouTube, Twitter, X, Pinterest, Tumblr, WhatsApp, LinkedIn, Messenger, Messages, phone use, email, and FaceTime. These graphs will be on landscurve.com on the same uh, title 
post on Landscurve.com. You'll get so much more Landscurve.com. And again, I want to say, seamless promotion because this is Landscurve. Do you expect McDonald's to have a Burger King or can take Kentucky Fried Chicken, which is not chicken anymore, but a KFC menu? No. I'm here to promote what I do. For too long, I've forfeited that to do everybody else when secretly they didn't tear me down. No. This is all what we're going to do here because there is work put in here and there are those who are coming on as they have been, the good people that will share great content. And for any help or love shown, this is the way to do it as far as the monetary. If the monetary is not an option because we're all going through things, many of us are going through things and can't, well, guess what? Just like the video, share it with somebody, subscribe, or just even talk about the topic so you can have a positive impact on your life. Again, this is how we must present ourselves in a favorable way. There will be flashy little graphics and things bouncing around, but the bottom line is it's about caring for the environment and the people around you and that atmosphere and helping them to come out of a mental fog that was imposed on them by their upbringing, family, friends, job, or combination thereof of those factors. This is some real-life stuff here. This is not an attention grab or a temporary attention grab, right? And for those in the comment section, for those who are watching silently, I hope you're having a wonderful day and a wonderful life. But let me continue on with the show at hand and let me bring back the original banner over the graph that I showed you, which will be on landscape.com, right? So moving away, and not really moving away from Hassan Campbell, but using this to segue into this topic, because this is a topic that can be discussed every single day by the meltdowns and the foolishness that goes on on social media. But it's become a degraded public mental institution. And like I said, by removing the scrolly banner on the bottom in green letters, with the waiting list getting longer, I'll say, and longer, and longer, and longer, and longer, every single day. The waiting list to go into this public mental institution as a way of fabricating a new persona over the one that we have that may have some voids and may have some flaws which is the wrong thing to do. It's the wrong thing to do because you're not getting the real work done. You're not taking away your voids by coming up with a new name or coming up with a new gimmick to present to the world while you sit behind it and the notoriety or love you get is not real because they're going after the imagery. You're no different than a six foot six, three hundred and twenty five pound, having no body fat on a muscular man, donning a women's outfit, mini skirt, high heels, fake hair, makeup, fake boobies, and getting the attention from men that drive by that don't know with that height and size, they should know that big Adam's apple looking like a golf ball or size 15 pumps that look like shovels 
They should know. But you're standing in the shadows and you're fooling them. So that split second that they look at you and look, give you the one over you, <laughs> they like me. No, they don't like you. They like what they thought was a woman. Now, some men like the thought of a man in a dress. I'm not talking about those. So now we work hard to get adoration and to get attention from something false that doesn't feed the soul because you're not dealing with the real inside. And that's sad. And for those who put it out there, who are real, you want that attention that the real person has because they've been putting things out real. Be, look, look, look. Being real or keeping it real does not mean you have to curse and show how shallow your vocabulary is. You can visually and verbally plagiarize other people from the social media platforms and represent yourself as being this person who knows and they've researched and yet didn't live that life. You can only go so far. But so many people are in search of the Savior. So many people are in search for the answer. How am I going to come to your house? Not mad at you, but you invited me to a party. And you invited me there two months prior. Make sure to keep this date. Make sure that whatever you do, Lance, don't let nothing come up in ahead of it and keep you out of this party. Now, if you had an emergency, we can understand. But I'm letting you know two months in advance that we're going to have a heck of a get-together at my crib, at my house, and you got to be there. you got to bring your jokes and your stories. Okay. So I can't feel bad two days before or a day before that my house is in a state of disarray and I use that as an excuse to say, you know, <laughs> I've got to do some house cleaning on a major level and I can't make it. No, you knew your house was in a state of disarray. You knew your house was not in order. You knew that your house was not right. Don't use that as an excuse. But at the same time, you had time to prepare. Because you know if someone invites you to their home, they're going to have everything damn near perfect. And here you go to somebody else's home. That's in order. And now your house is not in order. Tell me, how much can you enjoy being there? Saying, wow. Look at it, it's so clean. Up on the shelves, everything is just nicely done. Oh, throw it away nicely. It is what it is. See? So get yourself right first. On top of that, get yourself right before you come on social media. Yes, you don't have to be perfect. You can comment. You can say, say things. You can share your experiences. But don't get up here as no damn authority leading somebody to slaughter when you don't have your own house in order. The only way you're going to be able to make certain moves is having your house in order. Yeah, you can do what appears to be great things out in the world. But really and truly, you're not going to feel it because you know that your situation just ain't right. Baby, baby, 
Something just ain't right. Was it Keith Sweat? And I jacked up the song too. I know I did. But that's just the way it is. But the bottom line is, I mean, there is no bottom line with this because it just continues on and on and on. But there's certain things that I wanted to read off quickly, not a whole lot, just to bring some information on this thing called social media. Because especially in the black community, we have so many voids from so many things that were done to us and from so many things that we allow to happen to us and certain things that we were too damn lazy to pick up and do because we want to have the victim mentality. Yes, in 2023, more and more, we want the victim mentality because that relieves us of what we have to do in our own house, in our own yard. You probably have a nice, clean house, apartment, or whatever, but your brains are scrambled. Your brains are scrambled. I know some people who are OCD, and they clean, and they clean, and they clean, and they say, look, and we say, oh, they have their life together, but they're running away from something on the inside, and they're using the cleaning to make up for what they're not doing and refuse to acknowledge as far as having to clean up and deal with the trauma that's on the inside. I'd rather you be a little bit in a state of disarray, outwardly. Maybe you didn't tuck your shirt in your pants. Maybe the dress you have on is a little wrinkled, but you took care of what was on the inside. Many of our sisters run to the beauty parlor to make everything seem perfect, only to fool the opposite sex to thinking they have it together. So many of our men buy the nice car and and a nice outfit on and kind of display this man who's so stable. And you find out that this joke is the most unstable individual. We're all putting up, and I don't mean everybody when I say all, those who do. We all put up these fronts, bait and switch. You know how it's done. Advertise for a couch that is worth, a couch set that's worth $5,000, you see, for the first 10 people, we're going to sell it for 500 bucks. And you're going to have thousands of people coming in there. And it's easy to lie and say, well, you know, we, first, we sold off the first 10, even though it's like 7 in the morning, you open up at 6 for the special sale. But uh, by the way, we have this. That's a little more, but we have this and this. And so some people who are, are smart will walk out realizing that it was a game. And some will stay in the hopes of getting some kind of a deal because they thought that they had a deal when they first showed up there very early. Don't let these mental, mentally unstable people bait and switch you in your life. Bait and switch you. That's what they will do. Don't let them do that. No way. But here's a little list, a couple of things I want to share. And, um, what I want to do, I really want to go get something to eat. <laughs> but I'm not going to do that. I'll do that in a little while. Refuel myself, and I'll be right back. I'll be right back. Not now. I'm just kind of thinking out loud. That's what I'm doing. But I want to read this off. I want to thank you all for being here. There's 50 people here at this time. More after this goes. There's a video. I want to thank you all for being here to vibe. 
This is something I jotted down, and I want to read it out. In the digital age, social media has become an integral part of our daily lives, offering unprecedented opportunities for connection, information sharing, and self-expression. However, like any powerful tool, social media comes with its own set of pros and cons. We'll explore the positive aspects of social media, the potential pitfalls, and discuss strategies to avoid addiction. Additionally, we'll delve into the effects of excessive Internet use on personal relationships, brain health, and overall mental well-being. The pros of social media. Global connectivity. Social media enables individuals to connect with friends, family, and colleagues around the world, fostering a sense of global community. Hold on, my phone is buzzing here. Let me just check this. Good, good, good. I will answer you back after the show. Information sharing. Platforms like Twitter, now X, and Facebook serve as hubs for real-time information decimation, allowing users to stay informed about current events, trends, and developments. Self-expression and creativity. Social media provides an outlet for individuals to express themselves creatively through photos, video, and written content, promoting a culture of self-expression. Professional networking. Platforms like LinkedIn offer valuable opportunities for professional networking, job hunting, and career advancement. The cons of social media. Time-consuming. Excessive use of social media can lead to a significant time drain, potentially impacting productivity and real-world engagement. Comparison culture. The curated nature of social media content can contribute to a comparison culture. And this is bad in the black community. Well, he must be getting money. So I, I got to go on there and come up with a new personality with my cash app and see if I can get some of this money. I should complain about how hard I'm working and, and how I got all these issues so I can make people feel sorry for me so they can give me money. Crazy comparison culture. You get your feelings hurt when you see an old friend who you haven't talked to in years, but you see they bought a brand new Mercedes Benz and you still rolling around in that 20 year old Toyota Corolla, which is nothing wrong with that because for years I drove a 25 year old 1996 Toyota Corolla and it got me to work just fine to make that money for the pension that I have now. Comparison culture. I don't give a damn. I got my two feet, I got my two arms, I got my two hands, I got my one little thing thing down there that served me well. I love my children, but I'm not comparing anything. That's a damn problem. Individuals compare their lives to others, leading to feelings of inadequacy and low self-esteem. And if you already have low self-esteem, then guess what? Social media is going to make it worse. Because it's going to seem like everybody got their act together. Just like when you have low self-esteem financially in your pocket and all you have is $5 to spend and here you go to the mall where everybody's dressed up, made up, fixed up, 
dangling keys to luxury cars that they may not even own. And you just go there and feel bad. Man, everybody doing good and I'm feeling bad. Let's move on to the next one. Privacy concerns. Users may inadvertently compromise their privacy by sharing personal information, leading to potential security risks and data breaches. Ain't that something? As much as they say in the beginning, I remember way back in the days when social media was banging. It first came out, really. It was always there, but when it first came out, because from the 90s, we had message boards and, and things like that. We can talk back and forth. We had email, so we can meet people and talk to people on a personal level. But once Facebook, and, and really it was MySpace, and the kids were really on that, right? Once that came around, a lot of folks say, I don't want nobody to know my business, but you're telling it. You're taking pictures in your bathroom with your booty cheek on the sink, spread eagle with duck lips and all the nasty clothes that should be in the hamper laying around that you didn't even clean. But I don't want nobody to know my business. You're telling people when you're leaving out of town, you want them to know you're traveling. And the person who's going to burglarize your home, love it. Man, I, I wonder how they came in my house and how they know. Because you told it. You told your private information. And we got cyberbullying. The anonymity of the Internet can facilitate cyberbullying, negatively affecting mental health and well-being. Yes, anonymity. Create another profile. I don't want him to know it's me behind all of this. But I know, I know. Cyberbullying, I know. Cyberbullying people you don't like on a platform, I know. It only gets you banished. And to show your insecurities as you band together in insecurity. But anonymity is a cloak that makes people really open themselves because they feel they can't be seen. And when you bust them, <laughs> it, it must be, I ain't do it. Huh? And on that note, when people say it wasn't them, and they get banned, well, somebody broke through your window and got on your computer and used your profile to speak and block people? If it was a false profile and they get blocked, you don't get blocked. Who the hell you think you fooling? People can be something else when they realize they lost. They lost the conduit. They can fill up their cash app, promote their stuff, all in the word of the whispering spirits who can't do a damn thing for you. Have fun. The red flags of social media addiction. Constant distraction. If you find yourself unable to concentrate on tasks due to the constant urge to check social media, it may be a red flag. Neglecting responsibilities. Social media use that interferes with daily responsibilities such as work or study is indicative of addiction. Isolation. Choosing online interactions over face-to-face -face interactions can lead to social isolation and impact mental health. You got some of these people who want to rule, usually on other people's platforms, but they never want to show their face. That tells you they got mental issues and they have something to hide or eventually hide because they know the hell that's inside of them. Boy, this social media thing, boy. But you know what, though? It helps to bring a, to a head who we are as a people. Because I'll deal with anything face on. Right here. No need to. Because, listen, I used to do things back in the day on an adult level, entertainment. There is no shame here. 
negative impact on sleep. Excessive use of social media, especially before bedtime, can disrupt sleep patterns and quality. There are people who don't have no sleep patterns. I'm trying to establish it. I like getting up in the morning time and feeling the sun on my body. And staying up late, I do that sometimes. I've always worked night jobs, and that's probably something that has facilitated me to be so easy to be up late on social media. But I'm not going to sit here and try to be up at 1 o'clock in the morning on the East Coast and it's 6 o'clock here. I'd rather wake up at 6. I'd rather have a pre-recorded thing that can take care of the night people, which I will start doing so there will be content around the clock. Because I ain't got nothing else to do but live my life and drop in here when I feel to. Preventing social media addiction. Set usage limits. Establish specific time limits for social media use to prevent excessive screen time. But if you got nothing else on your mind, social media and the smartphone is the ultimate crack pipe. See, the smartphone is the crack pipe. Social media is the substance that you utilize through the crack pipe of the smartphone to... And get that high of finding out somebody's business. Get that high of whispering with other people on a twisted strategy when you got kids. If you don't have kids, you got a job that you should be looking to get better in, that you should be focused on homeschooling your children or making things better and being a better example. How can you advance those around you when you're looking to lay down like a pig in the mud? Designate tech-free zones. Create designated spaces and times where electronic devices, including social media, are off limits. Diversify activities. Engage in a variety of offline activities to balance online and offline experiences. Regular digital detox. Schedule regular breaks from social media to maintain a healthy relationship with technology. Effects of excessive Internet use, personal relationships, decreased face-to-face interaction may lead to weakened personal relationships. Miscommunication or misunderstandings may arise from reliance on online communication. Here's one for you. Physical brain effects. Prolonged screen time may contribute to eye strain and disrupted sleep patterns. Excessive internet use, especially on social media, can contribute to heightened stress levels. You should be, when you want to be relaxed at home and maybe in the back, backyard, the front yard, inside, whatever, you should be enjoying that 100% of the time, not compromising that with social media. Because social media is going to keep going. Mental well-being in social settings, over-reliance on online interactions may lead to social anxiety in face-to-face situations. The constant exposure to curated content may distort perceptions of reality, impacting mental well-being. While social media offers numerous benefits, it is essential to navigate this digital landscape mindfully by recognizing the signs of addiction, implementing preventative measures, and understanding the potential effects of excessive Internet use, individuals can strike a balance that fosters both digital connectivity and overall well-being. And that's where I, I am, digital connectivity and overall well-being. Shortly, before the next show, 
I'm going to take a walk. And I'm going to leave my phone and my mobile internet home. And I'm going to watch the birds. I'm going to look at the animals that are running around. Hopefully something doesn't chase me. Soak in the sun and enjoy each day. Now, I have to say, I'm at a point now where I don't know what day is which. I know it's not Sunday. I know it's Tuesday because I'm looking at it. But if I can allow, and this is for those who are not even on social media also. If you're working a job and Monday through Friday, you have to know these things. But every day is the same, meaning that it's not the same. It rains, it doesn't. Sometimes it's sunny. Sometimes it's colder. Sometimes it's warmer. But even in your working and taking care of responsibilities, if you can approach each day as though it is a gift, it is the same gift given to you every day that you can do so much and accomplish so much for the better, to leave yourself incrementally better, where you're not backing up in this public mental institution, which it could be, it could be a private university for learning. You decide by how you handle your voids, you decide by how you handle the etern- internal emotions inside you to get triggered off. And be careful who whispers in your ear because that could be very dangerous. I'm not saying dangerous to your person. Yes, if it's somebody who's a stranger who's trying to get private information and find out about you, they could show up at your front door. But what I mean is that when you have righteous connections, and you have those beings, those entities who come around because they have a gripe. Don't let those entities influence you, whether it could be a presidential campaign or some person that you'll probably never meet in your life that wants to take control over your mind for their benefit. Be careful, entities. Be a grown-up. Think for yourself. Don't get caught up in somebody else's battles especially battles who are driven or that are driven by some hang-up or some void that probably they're never going to work on. See, it's so easy to come to social media in a dress rehearsal kind of way. We can hide ourselves. It's like, a, it's like a, 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 a party where we wear a mask and nobody has to see who we really are. And this is why I want to deal with the issues that really count the issues that mean something, the issues that can help to change our lives. Because really and truly, that's the only thing that social media should be able to do for you. If you have entertaining, entertainment that you want to indulge in, fine, entertain yourself. Whenever you start to get emotionally invested to the point where you start trying to get other people in, in some twisted movement that won't even matter a day from now, Right? Ask yourself with anything, will this matter tomorrow? Will this matter next week, next month, next year? Will this matter 10 years from now? Now, I know that in 100 years, pretty much all of our names probably won't be remembered as much. Even those of us who are very famous out here in the world that I'm not seeking that type of notoriety. But the main thing is to be able to affect the people in your circle in a positive way, your children to pass down, other people's children, the world around you, that if you have a positive vibe to share, please share it because we know that there's enough negativity 
We know that there's enough meltdowns that come from us not wanting to do the internal healing, 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 healing. We claim, many of us, about healing, but we don't want to heal our damn selves. Anyway, I want to thank you all for being here. I want to really thank you for vibing with me all of these years. And as long as I can draw my breath and have health, I will basically still push and give 100% of whatever it is that I have. Because as long as I do this in a pure way from my heart and to show expressions that can affect you and make you think on a higher level, I'm not saying I'm some guru, but you share with me yours that help me and I'll share with you mine. And together we can get through all of the things that are not too favorable on this plane. Because there's a lot of good out in this world. Let's focus on that. Let's focus on being able to absorb the goodness of life and clear the filters of dysfunction that pretty much have been put on us, as well as those that we still want to keep because that's all we know is normalcy. There is no thing called normal. There is no thing called mediocre. It's those of us who breathe life into those things and make it a reality. Because I know that my creator didn't put me on this plane on this planet, in this dimension, to be mediocre, especially if I'm a representative of that creator, both the male and female energies of the creator combined. Much love to you. I will be back soon. Thank you for rolling with me. And may you have a wonderful, productive, non-chaotic, non-dysfunctional day that leaves you better off than you were when you woke up. Thank you so much. Lance Kervout, peace. Much love.
Hello, this is Martha. Actually, today I, I, I got to meet my friend Lance. Yes, I got to meet my friend Lance. This is my first time meeting him in person, and he's a very kind man, seriously. I do talk with him on phone, like on phone, on WhatsApp, but I've never got to meet him. But today, he's just extraordinary. He's very, like, anything you want to know about life, anything you want to know about just human, just like, anything you want to know about life. YouTube, Telegram, Instagram, Twitter, all the social media channels, you got to find him there. He's very inspiring. He's very positive. If you want anything positive about life, please subscribe to Landscape. And then, every day you got to see different videos, different talks, different topics about life. See you.